0: Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening.
2: Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport.
0: 365 Days of Sport.
1: Forgot it doubled up that one. Uh, where's Rob? He's right here, right fresh here. back from UK, Europe, France, etc., and straight into the studio. Mm-hmm. Mainly because Paul Tubby wasn't available this yeah. week. He's back, people. Rob Bryers, casual um, Rob. Breyers.
2: You've been practicing your mash-up skills while I've been away, Beef.
1: Not really. Yeah, I've always had them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: It's just uh <laughs> so you you honed them further. Is that what, what's been going on? with? have you been surviving? Have you even pushed through? Is it uh, tough? It must I must have been a struggle. I'm
1: always surviving, Rob. Yeah, you know this by now.
2: Good, good. So, what's been happening here in Melbourne the last month?
1: Um... Just got
2: back last night. Basically, slept. Um, most of today and uh, I just watched Stranger Things the final really yeah I just finished my quiz questions oh ok good yeah. right. I only just got them done um, it was quite a lot of pressure but stressful frankly. Right, the roads feel very quiet beef um, are, are they, nah
1: well Petrol's gone through the roof as you it can see. It has gone through, yeah. So I got <laughs> there
2: on the night, but I, I, I couldn't remember if I put petrol in my car or not before I left. I had a fear and the light was on, and sure enough. I just so, drove
1: past uh, petrol station 246.
2: Yeah, 240, yeah. I got 239 just then. I put I only put half a tank in. It's still 50 bucks. <laughs> I used to fill it for 60. Right. Yeah.
1: So it's half filled for fifty. So perhaps that has an effect mm. on whether or not. Well, of course it doesn't have an mm-hmm. effect. It's the elasticity demand, Rob. If you uh, basic economics, yeah. The higher the price, the lesser demand. Although with petrol, it gets to a point where it, it's a kind of a, a menial mm-hmm. line of demand, and then all of a sudden the price goes up and then it does drop off.
2: I did see some in the, on the car on the way from, back from the airport that were around dollar ninety-eight or two dollars. Okay, but then other ones are all to sort of two forty. Yeah. I paid one pound ninety in Edinburgh. Okay. So that's like three dollars fifty for us. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a hiding.
1: Well, they've always uh, they've always claimed in the UK petrol prices are artificially high to keep the cars off the road. Right. Because there's too many people in a small space.
2: Well, I would, I would, I would, that's that's why the roads here for me are feeling quiet, I think, because after being in London for a month. oh, It's mental. London. It is really mental. is mental. Yeah, yeah. And all the narrow streets and people pull over all the time. And you got, if you don't push in, like, almost cause a crash style push in, you don't get let in.
1: Well, luckily, you're probably used to that in Melbourne.
2: Well, I'm not, I'm telling you, this is scary. These guys, they're not even a thought they're going to let someone in they okay. just you have to push but uh i mean yeah good old good old trip up there beefy
1: Highlights, Rob. What were the highlights, highlights? apart from New well, Zealand, really enjoy Scotland. losing 3-0 three nil? Yeah, in the well, un, that unlosable test series.
2: Well, that is, well. I mean, they're looking like they're going to do it to India now They've too. just done it. They've just done it. They've, they've already, they've already got the runs.
1: Already once three down.
2: So they've just become the ultimate chasing team. Um, uh, well, they, they just they just looked totally uh, unfaced in the in the final innings. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first well, Lords finished in three days, of course. So that pitch never got forward. Maybe just into the fourth day.
1: Um, that pitch
2: didn't even really got. Chance to age uh, um, well, lost
1: a bit of time in Lords as well, didn't they? Didn't they lose uh, a couple of a session or two? Perhaps not. I remember time well, ago.
2: that was before I that finished just as I arrived, it did yeah. And then the other game was already on my first day. He had uh, basically flew in on the Thursday night, went in with Keith to his work at about eight in the morning to yeah. Canary Wharf, um, which is basically kind of like Docklands, really. Yeah. Not much going on there. You've been there before,
1: uh, not really, I don't think, right.
2: but they had a bunch of sports bars. Yeah. I didn't really have anything planned, still jet lagged, obviously. And I just went and sat in the pub and drunk Guinness watching the cricket for the whole day. For the whole day. Pretty much. Uh how just- much
1: how much was the price of Guinness in Canary Wharf Rob?
2: I think it was about £5.80. Okay, that's good. So gonna... the, the cheapest I got was £4. Really? The most expensive I paid was £6.50.
1: Well, that's quite expensive, six fifty. Yeah. I mean, it is London prices.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ed- Edinburgh was the £4 one, I think. Really? If did... you go to Weatherspoons or something, you probably get it cheaper. I did see there was but somebody
1: I... advertising um, one of the Weatherspoons in Newport. They, mm. they were selling pints at £1.15. One? 15. one... What? <laughs> what? Not Guinness. Uh, whatever was on local... Uh... Local to House tap beer. Yeah. Bear pound fifteen, Right, well, that's, that's... $2 a pint, people. I we... did
2: not go to Witherspoons the entire time. No, I you missed out, Rob. I really did miss out. Would have been great. Did I have a Guinness in France? We did. We had one on the Suckers, the halfway up the Sucker Hill. There was an Irish pub on the way down just to take the piss, just to ride right from Paris. Let's go to the Irish pub. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we had just one there. I can't remember what that cost. Not as much. Euros, of course. But,
1: well... Oh, if it's Sacre cœur in Paris, it might have. I
2: think it was at least it, it was probably about was the five, five euro, five fifty euro or something. I
1: remember years ago going there and buying a, a, ta- a, da- a tab, a dab. Mm. The the old beer, dab and a baguette. Mm -hmm. And I gave the girl 20 euros and I got like 50 cents change. It was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not talking last year. I'm talking 20 years ago, probably more. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's a bit expensive.
2: Well, definitely a big difference compared to the first time I went there 10 years ago, and it was post-GFC, which Australia's unaffected, and we had 75 cents to the pound and 83 to the euro or something, mm. unheard of, and this time it was like 56 to the yeah. pound. Uh, it, it's it's not great, but you're pretty much doubling everything. I remember
1: going to the States when it was parity. Mm. Well, in fact, it was probably a little bit in our favor. Yeah, yeah, that favor. sounds right. I'll and it that. was like, oh my word, this is so <laughs> cheap. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, good times when that happens. Yeah, but a uh, good breakaway. So a different type of break, I would say, to uh, the first time I went there. I am almost forty-two, beef almost, so I can't quite be the raging party I once was. Okay, staying with my friend and his three kids, so you can't. I can't be turning up m- monged at <laughs> at two in the morning, sort of stumbling through the house. Although yeah. well, I did a couple of times. Oh, did you? Yeah, well done. But um, it's a couple of great shows. So the the Red Hot Chili Peppers at uh, where did I see that at the Olympic Stadium. I, I was not expecting. I'm not a huge Chile fan.
1: Which is the Olympic West? Where West Ham play? London Stadium, I think that's called now. Uh,
2: it was the Olympic State Olymp- Yeah, okay. England West Ham
1: play football there.
2: Uh, maybe. Don't yeah, know. They it's do. pretty big. Well, we, okay. we, 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 we went to the <laughs> okay. tot- we went to Tottenham to see Guns and Roses. Oh, okay. Tottenham, okay. Hotspur Stadium, their new stadium. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fancy. It is. And Jack White at, at the uh, Hammersmith Apollo. That was ripper. Okay. Yeah. Was so that, that, the, that one was where, the best one? Was Johnny
1: Depp supporting him or no. playing with him in the same band?
2: No, Johnny Depp. Oh, okay, no, he uh, has
1: been though on that tour. Really? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I'd like come on for a little bit. Not, not actually in the oh, band. I don't
1: know. Rob. He definitely.
2: Why would he can't play guitar next to Jack White? No, you don't. Well,
1: mean. the drummer couldn't play drums next to Jack White. Didn't stop her.
2: <laughs> what? Well, what? You even that? So that was a whole silly gimmick. Right. Funnily enough, it's quite well, funny, funny enough. Yeah. Watching the drummer who we could clearly play anything and was a beast. Um, There's this big, big black guy ripped as like, yep. uh, and just obviously an absolute pro. And he had to play sort of simplified, stiff, arm, dumb drumming oh. so that he could do the white stripe stuff with the right feel. Oh, uh, Okay, because it's her drumming so basic, basic, and really she shouldn't really even have been a drummer. Okay, you know beef. <laughs> Excuse me, got a bit of a cough. Covid, he no, brought it's not, covid back. People, I've had no, I'm fine. I've had, I've had tests. It's all good, beef. So Jack White was was best. people, yep. really, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I wasn't okay. I think just hadn't seen a big show for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took me by surprise. Guns and Roses, unfortunately, just started a bit slow, and then they got into it. Right, but they they just had the sound too quiet. Oh really? Yeah, everyone was had to go and pointing up, turn the sound up, turn it louder. Oh. No one could, I think the mix was basically okay. Yeah, and then they just basically made it way louder, and it made oh. the whole concert way okay. better. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. And
2: when they played "Welcome to the Jungle," they should have opened with "Welcome to the Jungle." Why would oh. you not open with it?
1: We should get Axel on and say, "What's the what's <laughs> the deal with your playlist, man?" The
2: game. Uh, so they played it about fourth, and as soon as they did that, everyone stood up and yeah, was, yeah having a good old time. Mm. So that was a good way to finish things off. Those three gigs. Yep, played five rounds of golf. Okay, that's not yeah. bad. Two up and scotland nice uh, home of golf yeah the guys I, I met these old boys at the pub no they, they were saying i should have gone gone to um go play st andrews right yeah and i and i saw oh, i don't know it was like a hundred pound and I, they I, it was, anyways it turned out if i had gone it would have been disaster because they're having some open day or something Oh, okay and it was jam-packed craziness right. so i played a local one called preston field good course Okay, shot an eighty-one. Oh, that's pretty good. <sighs> not bad, beef. And uh, perhaps we I,
1: should end you for the British Open instead was, of the
2: Australian it, Open. It was more of an English course, I would say. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Not like by the ocean styles. It was at the foot of the Holyrood. Oh, and um, they gave me good clubs tailor-made right. Sims. It was thirty five pound for the round, and yeah. then thirty pound higher for the club. Okay, I got to finally try the tailor-made Sim driver out. <laughs> oh, this thing is it just smashes! See, they they probably the bombs, have bombs. The bombs beef.
1: They would have limited left handed clubs, wouldn't they? So, they would. Yeah. yeah.
2: But this this backfired on me too when I played in this course at Glencoe on the uh, eastern western side, where I took a drive through the highlands. Right. And I because I couldn't be bothered just driving through the highlands and just see stuff and walk around. I want to go over. The goal, was said. Oh, I checked out a golf course at Glencoe, yeah, yeah. and because the old boy said, "Like, I'll oh, go and check out Glencoe. Great drive, and it was fantastic, full Braveheart." Right. I went to Stirling Castle as well on the way back. That was a good, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: look at you, tourist boy. Yeah, it was good fun.
2: Oh, you should have seen these clubs I had to play with at the Glencoe course. It's only nine hole of this course, oh, okay. but good course. They were probably from nineteen ninety four. Oh, excellent. And just up they, your street, they, like, like all all chipped and just oh really? Yeah, they were really really. Well, that's packed.
1: the issue well, we, we just identified we have <laughs> having we have been a
2: Left it was yeah, it was laughably bad, but I, it was good fun trying those tailormaids. And then when I played at Richmond Park in in London, um, and the course in France, I played. That was a mental course. Crazy elevated tees, like oh, way up nice. high. Then you're down low, and yeah, then you're yeah. over there, all over the show. And these clubs they gave me, I had a they're an old set of Callaways. Yeah. So they actually went pretty well. This is that's a fascinating thing, you know. People get very carried away with clubs, very very carried away with golf clubs. Yeah. People go on and all the technicalities and all this stuff. You just need a good swing, is what you need, to be. <laughs> If you got a good swing, then generally it goes all right. Yeah. Because I was hitting the ball not too different to how I hit it with in terms of distance, with the clubs for the ease feet. These are from like early two thousands, I reckon. Right, and I, they gave me a four iron, five iron, six iron, seven iron. Yeah. Then it didn't give me an eight, nine, or wedge, and I had this sixty four degree super like that's even more open than a sandwich. Yeah. So I had to use that for all my chipping, well, and no, so I shot I shot ninety two this course in France. <laughs> yeah. Because I could not, every chip was going like half the distance it normally would because I went so high, <laughs>
1: driving me, and I could not adjust to this club.
2: Wow. It was making me very angry. Well, I was trying
1: to make you a better player, Rob. Trying to get co- you to adjust. It, co-
2: it cost me a number of shots. Well, I'm the just saying. I'm just thing. saying. It was not good enough.
1: You don't have a gap get- of
2: four clubs.
1: Did you ask them in your best French why they missed out 8-9 uh, pitching? Well, Jordan,
2: and- Jordan was right there to translate, <laughs> who, and okay. he's completely fluent. Okay. So I just said... Uwe le 8-iron! Yeah, well, of course, I could have said that, of course. <laughs> Because he handed them to me And I just just went When I looked at them With a rise And he was like Said something in French, but well, I think is that's, that's all I got.
1: <laughs> le the clubs, <nous> avons.
2: <laughs> but uh, anyway, very very good fun it was. Cruise around the South France. The cheese eating. Uh, I haven't been eating much cheese. I realised this year. Right. Very little. Okay. I think it's probably being a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, but the the cheese, the way they eat cheese in in, in France, the,
1: the way they eat it, or well, the well, amount, the, they the, eat? The, the the amount yeah. is mental. They have it with every meal. They
2: have, they do, and and you don't have it on anything. You just cut a big chunk and you just <laughs> eat it. Yeah, I don't know how. how no, was was, but crazy like, Europeans, Rob. Like the supermarket, probably cheese. invented cheese. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they actually did invent it. <laughs> but not too many big raging nights out. Uh, I was a bit. Le- we had a few, few late. I mean, the concert. Oh, getting back from the from Tottenham mm. back across to Southfields where I was staying. Oh, no good. Okay. Oh, good. Well, good catch up with uh, Mike and Georgina, of course, who we stayed with many yes, times. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. in, uh we went out for dinner with them. In,
1: um, where are they living?
2: Uh, they were in Roehampton. Roe Roehampton, yes. yeah. So we met at that Green Man pub. You remember the Green Man? I do remember the yeah, Green I Man. There. And uh, also caught up with the original drummer from Revolver, Dave Harris.
1: The original drummer?
2: Yeah, Big Gay Dave, we used to call him. Um, Was he big? Uh, nah. Was he gay? Nah.
1: Was he called Dave? Yeah. One out of three One ain't bad. One out of bad. three
2: ain't bad. Yeah. We didn't get caught up with him.
1: What's Big Gay Dave doing in London, Rob?
2: Well, he's been there for—that's why he left the band, essentially. Well, actually, he left with the intention of coming back, but right. it went too long, and we unfortunately had to relieve him of his duties, uh, which is a very tough phone call because he's a dear friend. Right. Um, but, but in the location end,
1: location does make a huge difference. It's, it's a long a way.
2: It's a long way away to have your drummer on the other yeah. side of the world, and um, he was trying. He he moved over for his girlfriend, really, who's now oh. his wife, and they got through. Oh, kids.
1: okay. Well yeah. done. Well done, big gay Dave.
2: Yeah, he's having um, he's having a bit of a problem with the youngest lad. Apparently, a bit of a delinquent. Ah. He got caught the other day in the changing rooms. Some girl was some young lad in his class was trying to take uh, go to the bathroom, yeah. se- seated, and she was looking under the cubicle trying to watch him. Going, Haha, I can see you taking a dump, kind of thing. Right. And the, the boy ran over and said, "You keep looking. I'm going to take one on your head." <laughs> And she said, ah, oh, I'm not moving. He goes, right, all right then. And oh. he pulls his pants down to squat over her. Right then, the teacher walks in cool and that would have good three <laughs> how old is it? 18 <laughs> 7 S- 17 7 7 and um but apparently he, uh, he's unable to be he was unfazed by the whole thing uh, no shame no nope. not worried and felt th- still thought it was quite funny while the other kids were getting a fair bollocking or yeah. and tears crying he was still chuckling away thinking it was hilarious so they got well, they got some just uh, 10
1: seconds later like, <laughs> that teacher yeah. and it would have been a whole different story <laughs> the old Mr Whippy on the yeah, head
2: right yeah, well they uh yeah, they've got some problems there trying to okay. discipline them. Oh well, the well way. hopefully
1: Big Gay Dave and Mrs. Big Gay Dave <laughs> sort it yeah, out.
2: Yeah. We don't we, yeah. So uh, but a good catch up. Excellent. Well B- it sounds BGD. like a good
1: trip. I'm very jealous, Rob. Okay, yeah. I'm very keen to get overseas. Gears to get overseas. It's not happening for me, unfortunately. Due to one reason or okay. many, many uh, so
2: So no, no uh, particular progress in terms of trying to get to Qatar?
1: Well, we know yeah. the dates. Yep. That's all i got to aim for. Okay. We know the dates. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yet. Did you know that so.
2: the, the first day I was at Canary Wharf at yeah. this pub and I started talking to the publican and he was a forest supporter. Okay, yeah. Just I was being, watch, I was watching just being
1: promoted to the Premier League? I think
2: he just told me that. And um, I started telling him about, somehow we got on to 365 Days of Sport, and oh. I happened to mention that we followed the FA Cup through yeah. and through. And um, we actually did our final show, just going to have a chat to John Aldridge. He's like, oh, John Aldridge, oh, no,
1: no, no good.
2: <laughs> no good. They didn't like him. Actually, the Forest fans
1: don't like him. him. You, you'll probably know of the why. the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah. When uh, he rubbed, uh, rubbed somebody's hair yep. after scoring, uh, after, but after was, the final whistle something
2: I... but no it's because it was the week it was the replayed game after yeah, the horrendous that yeah. yeah so yeah. that's what it was he thought that was a pretty poor gesture and it, yeah yeah because yeah, i knew nothing about this yeah. whatsoever but yeah yeah no he knocked that one on the head pretty quick yeah on what told me that story but all oh, these things i'm learning beef you see <laughs> yes well, well some people might not know what this is about but basically after tragically the people were in the oh, game that... when they were crushed yeah yeah um, and then the game was replayed because the game had to stop. Yeah. And then he selected an own goal or something, this guy.
1: Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I don't think it was an own goal. I think he made a mistake and uh, yeah. Liverpool scored and went through to the final. It was an yeah. FA Cup right, semi-final right. replay. And yeah. as he was down on his knees, Aldridge rubbed his hair as he, yeah. as he kind of ran past to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. So it probably was in bad taste. But Considering you don't
2: need to hate a whole team forever just because of that.
1: I think Liverpool are kind of the uh, Vegemite of the football world. Mm. I think it's really 50-50. You either really really do like them or you really hate them. Okay. There's not much middle ground.
2: Not thought so they're just all right. Uh,
1: not many people think Liverpool are just all right. <laughs> right, you either love them or hate them. I think, and okay. it's not even a Man United thing where ten percent of the world like Man United and the rest hate them. Yep. It's a, it really is a kind of fifty-fifty kind of split with Liverpool. Okay, yeah. Well,
2: I'm I'm maybe just the one that does, I'm they're, they're all right. Me too. Yeah,
1: me too. I've got a soft spot for them mainly because of John Aldridge, I suppose. Okay. Okay. And Ian Rush played from before Aldridge was well, a w- Welsh That's striker. The main one I remember.
2: John, and the Beatles.
1: John Tushak before that, and the Beatles. Yes, yeah. Although the
2: Beatles didn't play for them.
1: No, but well, they could have. I believe. I was actually listening to something the other week um, about the Beatles. Because I think Lennon and McCartney grew up in Evertonian families.
2: But They Paul didn't McCartney follow of football. Her, no, Paul McCartney said the Beatles were not sporty. At no, the, no, no, no. But I
1: think their families were Everton fans. So okay. not that they were, but I mean you're you're pretty much in, kind of embedded in it, in that folklore in Liverpool, I suppose. Right. There's not much else going on apart from the two football teams and okay. Tranmere. By the way, can't discount Tranmere.
2: Okay. I hit one 350 yard yard. Drive Whoa! Because what happened was this whole it sort of goes uphill a bit and then it goes downhill. Par four, 357, as I said, and it landed. There's a little sort of what looked like an old, I don't know, sort of like an old church or something, jutting out right at about the where the ball would drop. And I actually pushed it out left, smashed it, absolutely smashed it, and it came down. I just sort of lost it behind the tree. And I had this, it landed on the roof, nice,
1: and kicked straight towards the green. And it would have been a slate roof as well. It was it would have, and it, kick, off
2: it. It, it kicked straight towards the green. And I had like I was one meter from the green for yeah. a three hundred and fifty-seven yard hole. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And are oh, the Princess Course of Richmond? There was sh- four par threes in a row at the end, 300, sort of 290 to well, 300 yards. They run out of space. I, had, I think just they a, kind of might have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But two of them are banged on the green and the other two were just oh, it was great fun.
1: Nice. Just a, Excellent. Just some smash fun. I better remind people you are listening to 365 Days of Sport. It's the greatest sports radio show on the planet yeah. every Tuesday night. If you listen on podcast, thank you very much for downloading. We really, really do appreciate it. Rob's had three shows off. We got in a sub for the past three weeks and Rob's got back from overseas yesterday, so we are having a little chat. I, I timed bet. it quite well, didn't I? I Perfectly. Sort of, like, it was unbelievably yeah. the way it unknitted itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on a planet. I hope you ate loads of beef jerky while you were there. Yeah, of the course road. I did. Well, um, you played golf. I mean, it's the perfect golf
0: food.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, well, the cricket, oh, obviously, I didn't end up going to any games in the end. It was just going to be, well, there wasn't a lot of motivation to go up to Leeds. Once you'd already lost the first two games, exactly. But um, it's it's a little bit difficult where a team quite clearly is performing in a with a totally different approach due to a certain coach clearly being appointed. Yeah, because there was always uh, loads of talent in that team, and now they're just really realizing it.
1: Well, yeah, it's um, it is a massive transformation really with the way they've just approached their cricket they've been obviously been given a bit of freedom to express themselves and not be weighed down by either expectation or Mm. constraints of how they should play yeah and i think it's just freedom up because obviously well let's face it the other guy was clueless let's let's put it out there
2: i wonder if he sort of says if you don't go for it then i will drop you but are any Oregon who would but would put them in where they have got no choice but to just go go mental. I don't
1: know. One thing that I mean, Zach Crawley, who I don't rate. Mm. Although he's had one big knock and he's had a few others, he's been told we're not going to drop you, right. which I think is just obscene. If you're in a massive rut, yeah, and you're not performing at the top of the order, I know. I understand. You say, oh, you just keep going, mate. Just keep going. Yeah, but. Sooner or later. If you're not scoring <laughs> runs, you're gonna have to be dropped. Don't tell people yeah, just keep going and get noughts.
2: Did he, did he make fifty this? Uh, he, I got, think he got, got forty seven in the second knock. Right. Yeah, 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 And then yeah. he left one. He left it, didn't he?
1: Yeah. <laughs> left one on <laughs> the stumps.
2: That wasn't I mean, that wasn't as bad a leave as Tom Latham's in the first game. No, that was a pretty bad
1: one. That was yep. well.
2: It's been a bit hard to watch to be honest.
1: Well the strange thing is, I mean the blokes that got replaced. For well, for the New Zealand, for mm. the world champion Test side, yeah. the blokes that have come in to replace them are the ones that have performed, whereas so, the rest have kind of let them down. Well,
2: a bit. I think he chose.
1: Well, Mitchell I mean, obviously is
2: is obviously been on fire. Well, he's yeah. he's essentially, Blund- he's essentially replaced Ross Taylor, really.
1: Yeah, and Blundell came in Blundell
2: um, for Watling. For Watling, yeah, but oh, he's sort of been there. Yeah, he, but he's those been two, there as a batsman as well. two though. really stepped up. Oh, yeah, they hit form because Blundell's just gone through a rough patch, and Mitchell's come. I mean, frankly, if they hadn't happened, we would have been absolutely destroyed. Yeah, very true. My man. the top my order, I've never top. seen our top order fail that. I mean, only 150 from in the, from Tom Latham was mm. in the whole series. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Conway's obviously got going through, a, he looked good every game. Yeah. And then just got got out stupidly yep. somehow. So it might just be that sort of thing where you come on the scene, you're new and you smash it and then you might go have a bit of a rut before you take off again, who knows? But I don't I'm surprised that, and, and Williamson obviously missed the second test COVID. Yeah he did. So there's
1: a few things that didn't quite But saying you know, that, I, I mean, you know, England chasing down what, two nine six and two nine seven yeah. in successive games. Yeah. So I mean easily. With yeah, the, Kiwis are still in the game even though they've lost Defending that, that's a big right.
2: Tunnel. That's right. And I think the first two, you know, we lost lost by five weeks the first two games, and then I think they got only three down in the last game, or maybe four down. Four, I think. Yeah. It was, um, yes, yeah, so, and it's just. It would never really look that threatening on the second innings. And, and, and if, I just wish we had Aj Patel. They, they sort of got the teams run the wrong way. Like yeah. if Wagner had played the first test, yep. that would have made a big difference. And then they left him out again, the second test for Henry. Henry, unfortunately, didn't quite get a lot of wickets, um, although he didn't bowl terribly. But I just felt I felt bad for Neil Wagner with his st- statistics are very, very good. To yeah. leave him out is very harsh.
1: I mean he's the one um, type of bowler you'd probably want at Lords.
2: Yeah, well that's we we, we really felt if they'd played him and, and not played Patel that mm. would have worked and then bring in Patel for the next two tests. Yeah. And obviously Jamison got injured so Wagner would have stayed in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, no, it's um, uh, it, it was uh, we're just we're just a little bit off at the
2: moment, not quite. Since mm. since we won that title, I think <laughs> I think people like once you've won something like that, they just want to go after you. Yeah, but I we lost so. to Bangladesh at home. I mean, yeah, that's a disgrace.
1: And they've looked woeful since.
2: Yeah, well, we beat them convincingly the yeah, next game. Just one was a bit of a hiccup.
1: All right. What up? Same old, same old. You
2: Fifty Shades of greys Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals. Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy,
0: even camping.
1: Well, sounds like she's flat out.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia.
1: One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand
3: beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life.
1: Hi, I'm Dane Swan, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah David. David. Well, I don't know if you've been listening since you've been away, Rob. No. Nah. Booney's really hit rock bottom.
2: Really? He's, it's gotten worse.
1: <laughs> it couldn't get much worse, but it has. Oh, God! So it's up to you to try and find a good one, because I think we What's could... Was Paul
2: picking out numbers for you? Yeah, you, go, yeah, you go, yeah. yeah, All right. 12.
1: Oh, 12. Right at the start. Let's, we haven't gone this early in the book. Literally is the first one. Is the, it? In the, in the in Oh, the book. here we go. Cricket heaven. Considering this is going to be the first one in the book.
2: Yeah, you'd think he'd want to hit count with a home yes, run. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is the Guns N' Roses moment. Should we open right, with uh, Paradise City? Cricket Heaven. An avid 105-year-old cricket fan named Jock died happily, and having been a good and sporting man all his life, he went straight to heaven. On his first day there, one of the archangels took him to heaven's cricket museum, and Jock's face lit up when he came across an old piece of willow. Is that? Can that be? It's Victor's bat, isn't it? He gasps. That's right, said the angel. That's the bat Victor Trumper used when he scored 185 not out of the SCG in 1903. Vic is a wonderful man. He's been up here since 1915. And that's Sykes' bat, Jock said. That's Don Bradman's bat. Right again. That's actually the blade Sir Donald used during the Bodyline series. He brought it with him when he came here in 2001. Jock really was in heaven. He saw Stan McCabe's bat, Archie Jackson's bat and Charlie McCartney's bat. But then he came across a modern kookaburra bat, and his heart sank. Oh no, that looks like the bat Ricky Ponting uses, he cried. You're not telling me punters died and gone to heaven? Oh no, Jock, calm down, replied the angel. That's actually God's cricket bat. He just lets Ricky use it down on earth during the test matches.
2: Wow, he didn't go to Formula. He didn't go for the home run. No. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nah. That's the first one in the book. First one in the book. I it mean, it kind of sets many, a level. Many people would have just read that and stopped.
1: Many people. Yeah. All three of the people it, it, that bought that book yeah, right. would have stopped.
2: The old museum. Speaking museums. Oh yeah. Um. The Natural History Museum. Okay. Is a great watch. However, there's many morons in there that ruin the trip as best oh, as they can. Oh no. People walk around with their phones, just taking photos of all the things. Right, and there was this. There was a stuffed gorilla. His name was Guy the Gorilla uh, from the Guy 70s August. Guy Gus? Guy. right? He was a v- very popular gorilla. Been part of the London Zoo for a long time. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they stuffed. I do him seem with... to remember Guy the Gorilla. Now right. Now you talk about him. And there's this big, tubby, portly woman, and, and you know, she's at the point where she could only wear elasticated clothing. <laughs> you know, and she's just sort of squeezed into these leggings, and she's just, um, she's sitting there, and she's just taking, she's trying to get a photo of Guy the Gorilla. And she's, oh, I can't get a photo properly the glass is messing up the reflection on the glass is messing up me photo i can't get a decent shot I'll just all... maybe read the read the blurb and, and learn what you're actually taking a photo of you and twat. Then, then look online and get out of the way look
1: online and say oh there's yeah. guy the gorilla We've at that point
2: him. i'd actually lost it at, at that point <laughs> I, was, I was i had to go have a time out and sit, sit around the thing because and then because uh, i was seeing like instagram slappers up top with actually with the cameramen sort of twerking, at, twerking
1: at, in the at the Natural, Natural history, history, history Museum. Yeah. I like,
2: what are you doing? Very annoying. All right, on this day in
1: sport, Rob, it's um, like
2: Dar- Charles Darwin. It's, it's, it's a history of like understanding the planet, like it's absolutely mind-blowing discoveries.
1: Mm. Happy birthday, Jack Lovelock. Even though, oh, Jackie, yeah, even though you're no, no longer with us, he no. would have he would have been 112 today. Jumped if in he front was. of a train. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's a sad story. Australian boxer Jimmy Carruthers. 1929, he was born, died in 1990. Who else we've got? New Zealand Test opener John Wright. He is still with us. Mm, Pretty yeah, sure he is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. uh hero. 68 today, Rob. Mm. Basketball Hall of Fame forward coach Alex English. Right. Never heard of him. Australian tennis player Peter McNamara. More better known for his doubles play. Oh, happy birthday, Vinnie Jones. Welsh, Jones. Welsh soccer midfielder slash actor slash analyst, mm. it says here. Uh, happy birthday, Gianfranco Zola, Italian soccer player, Japanese tennis player, Ai Sugiyama, her birthday, Nicholas Kiefer, Emilie Muresmo, and Croatian skier Jannica Kostelic. So happy birthday to all these people. On this day in history... 1907. Australian businessman Norman Brooks became the first non-British player and left-hander mm. to win the Wimbledon singles title. Brooks beat Arthur Gore six four six two six two in a the final. Um, there's a lot of tennis in this thing. Uh, oh, though Australian Peter Thompson won his fourth British Open golf title in five years, beating Welshman David Thomas by four strokes. Oh, it was a 36-hole playoff in mm. the 1958 British Open. Okay. He won um, 139 to 140. Three over thirty-six holes, Royal Lytham saint Anne's. It's pretty good effort. Um, okay, Arthur Ashe became the first African American to win the women and men's single crown. Beat Jimmy Connors in four sets. We talked about this with Tubes last week. Mm. We've, we've so quickly realizing there's a lot of fill on these on this day in history right type deal. You don't really need to know. Connors had issued a five million dollar libel suit against Ashe for his criticism of Connors' refusal to join the U.S. Davis Cup team. Like. Does it matter? Surely, I mean, the whole book's fuller, innit? <laughs> it's true. Could have found some more facts, really. Right. Bjorn Borg won his fifth consecutive Wimbledon singles title in 1980. He beat John McEnroe. I knew that.
2: I feel like we've had some of these. Before. What we've
1: done another know, show I know on we July, the had 5th. A July
2: the fifth. I know we haven't, but it feels like it was something we had Bjorn Borg's nineteen, 19 his five Wimbledon's. 1997,
1: Martina Hingis won Wimbledon in, in uh, at age 16 in 1997. Mm-hmm. Beat Yana Navotna.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Venus Williams beat Serena in 2008 for a second consecutive Wimbledon and Roger Federer won his record 15th Grand Slam title in 2009 when he beat Andy Roddick I'm not going to go into the fill in terms of that so uh, happy July the 5th Rob
2: I watched that Williams movie with about King 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 Richard Richard. Will Smith playing the King Richard right okay Uh, was it on the plane was it it was on the plane right yeah I watched that one I watched some other ones I watched too many movies probably but that one uh, it's quite interesting seeing how much um, do I need to play the sting what?
1: Ross <laughs> movie review?
2: No, 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 no. Okay. But how much it was? Um, Venus was very much at the forefront in terms. Of, the movie's kind of about her largely. Okay. Serena, well, Serena's in there. She's the older one. But she, she the older one. Yeah. But, but uh, at one point, this coach, when their big, their big sort of step was when this coach said, "I'll take you on," mm. but he only took on Venus and didn't want to take Serena. Oh, and, I didn't and know that's that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end, he does say Venus will become number one, but Serena will be the greatest of all time. Ah, oh, did well, he really say that, though? I, was that, I don't know when is, or how he said it. Is but that a he, bit
1: of uh, just a flowery kind of additive to the film script?
2: They they backed it up with a, a written thing as the film ended, saying right, Richard okay. did say this, and, and he was right.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. He uh, said because
2: she's a fighter.
1: Oh, she's a fighter.
2: Mm. How many slams did Venus get? Like 10, 11? Probably, yeah. But the, the I don't think eight the actually, movie okay. sort of climaxes with her her first professional her second professional match actually which is against Arantxa Sanchez Vicario okay when she's number one in the world right and um, Cause
1: she was she played Wimbledon at fourteen didn't she
2: This is not this is not a major. This is like just um, she yeah, did she did win it at fourteen. Yeah, yeah. did she win it? Or, oh, I don't know. She played. She it played it. At 14. At 14.
1: She might have got the final at fourteen or something.
2: Actually, yeah, she got. She did pretty well. Mm. But it's her second first, She won her first match, and then she plays against Vicario, and she's actually cleaning her up and is a, wins like 6-1 six, six, or something the first okay. set. And then the second set, she's winning 3-0. And Vicario goes off for a toilet break, and it goes for 15 minutes this break.
1: Well, it was a whopper.
2: Well, it was a, it was a ploy to stop right, her flow, yeah. and it worked because she came back and won pun, pretty, much, pun, pretty much every game after cause that.
1: Because she stopped her flow.
2: It was uh, – I will pardon the pun. Yeah. I'll assume that you didn't mean to do that. No,
1: I did. That's exactly what I... Why well, would then I, I won't s- pardon it. Okay, all right. Uh, let's do this. Is it better than the beef? Probably. We've had some belters since you've really? been Really? Yeah. How are you
2: going in the rankings?
1: Um, I'm winning. You, and a- I'm also going to break two of those world records that have been set as well. well. Really? Not only am I better than these jokers, Yeah. I'm going to break... What were the two? Uh, one was a pub crawl and the other you one was... You can't do a pub crawl. You, you don't have to drink alcohol.
2: That's ridiculous.
1: Exactly. The other one was a guy opened a can of alphabet spaghetti and found all twenty six letters and put them in order in two minutes and eight seconds.
2: I don't reckon you'll beat that.
1: I think I will. I've already tried. Okay.
2: All right. The uh, owner, have you, have you, Are you gonna film it?
1: Yeah. i are gonna break there. the world record, Rob. You got to film it. No. You know.
2: See, the danger of this is you'll become one of these very muppets that you're trying to sort of vilify. It doesn't matter. What? It doesn't matter. They it g- does matter. It, it, it gives it. We're trying to say that you're better than these people. You're not going to become one of them. You're not going to join them, Darth no, Vader. No,
1: because I'm
2: going to be better than them. No, but not at their thing. Okay. At your thing. Your, your does- feet needs to be a, a, okay. f- more grandiose right. than their okay. rubbish little no, alphabet soup point.
1: crap. I'm taking that on board, Rob. Is this better than the beef? The owner of a fish and chips restaurant in Wales, restaurant, honest, broke a Guinness World Record by wrapping five portions of fries in 40.13 seconds. Guinness World Records have said Zohaib Hussain, owner of the Zero Plus Fish Bar in Cardiff, (coughs) wrapped five portions of fries called chips in Britain, that's what it says in the report, in 40.13 seconds. He broke the record for the fastest time to wrap five portions of chips by more than four seconds. So he had to wrap them or eat them? No, wrap them. He's a chippy. He's a, he runs a chippy, okay. so he just he's wrapping up. Yeah, bundles just for of a chips.
2: moment, I was going to say that's think, a lot of chips. And f- I think
1: he's just having to serve them on the paper, wrap yeah. them up. Next one, bang, bang, bang. So it's about five of them in forty. So eight seconds. Eight of seconds portion. a pop. That's not bad. It's pretty good. Oh, I've always been pretty quick in a busy shop. You don't have a choice. Hussain said, as I work in a shop every day, I'm wrapping chips on a daily basis, so you could say I've had 20 years of practice. Hussain's parents bought the restaurant in 1991, and he took over the business after finishing college. He earned rewards including the Potato Council's Perfect Portion, 2009, and the Dry White Young Fish Fry of the Year in 2012. On the lead up to me winning the Young Fish Fry of the Year, I had a documentary team follow my journey. This also included me frying and eating fish and chips with Prince Charles. Hmm. So is wrapping five portions of chips in 40 seconds better than the beef? No. No. You sure, yeah, okay. there, there's
2: no risk, there's no... you know, it's fast, and um, he's been and doing
1: it every day for 20 years. Well,
2: Well. but like, it's his job, isn't it? <laughs> it's no. his job, yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's, it's it's it is quick. I mean, not acknowledging there's no skill involved, and uh, you know, dealing with Freshly, fresh out of the deep fry, a bit of heat involved. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's because it only went for forty seconds. You know. Okay. It's True. not. It's not hard. It's not yeah. hard. I mean, I mean, it's not arduous. Right. Okay. that's the word well, what that's... what you what we did was arduous?
1: It definitely was. Yeah. Definitely was. Yep. I'll do this quick. Ladies hey, and gentlemen, here's tonight's
0: top ten. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten.
1: Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Top ten, how dads say you've left the door open in other languages. How, like How
2: like, dads will say it.
1: Yeah, like in Australia and New Zealand. Were you born in a tent? Yeah. These are literal translations because in Wales, used to, they used to say, oh, someone's been to London. Okay. Because of all the electric doors, so you don't close the door when you come into a room. Okay, nice. Oh, someone's been to London. Anyway, number ten, in Romania, their literal translation is, is your house on a slope? Right expecting the door to kind of close behind them yeah, yeah number nine from france oh you can walk in here like it was a windmill <laughs> famous <laughs> famously no doors yeah in poland they say did a goat eat the door
2: <laughs>
1: in mexico the, the, has it
2: got it in in polish as well you can, can you do both do it in polish and then again in English. Sorry. Nah, no, didn't say. Just a the translation.
1: I, these are the literal translations. Okay. I couldn't do the languages, Rob. Yeah, come on. No, no, no. Not your own. Oh no, like... the, the literal translation is in Polish. Did a go eat the door? Yeah, but I haven't got the Polish here to say. In Mexico, they Could say Google Translate. Oh, sorry, mate. Is the mariachi band arriving behind you?
3: <laughs>
1: in Holland, number six. Hey, the heating is not on for the sparrows. Yeah. I think these must be really artistic. and you, They must sound really good in their own native language. Number five, in Lithuania, we're big in Lithuania, or well, we were big in Lithuania for a short while, mm. were you born on a trolley bus?
2: Were you born on a trolley bus?
1: Yeah, notoriously open right. plans. Yeah,
2: on yeah, get, get gotcha, yeah.
1: In Italy, they straight out go for, are we at the Colosseum? <laughs> in, uh, in Korea, South Korea, might be in North Korea as well, number three... The comment from dads would be, Your tail must be very long. (laughs) As it trails in behind you. Oh, another one from Romania at number two. Don't you have a rock for your cave?
2: Don't you have a rock for your cave? Where is that from?
1: Romania as well.
2: Romania twice. They've got two expressions.
1: Yes. And the last one is from Slovakia or other Slovak countries. Were you born with a yoke up your ass? Well, that one. Were you born with a yoke? Yolks are the things that... are uh, oh, not actually like an egg yolk. Not an egg yolk. A yolk is the thing you put across your chest to pull carts, I think. But I, that Ah, uh,
2: that makes that make more sense. Does it make more sense? Yes, yeah, so an egg yolk, that that, that was a strange one. There's, I don't know if anyone's born with that.
1: <laughs> no, no, definitely not.
2: Um, I will say I like all of them more than were you born in a tent.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. I think the Scottish one is uh, British one, were you born in a barn or were you born in a field? Right bit boring.
2: A bit plain Jane.
1: In York, shall I say, Oh, put block of wood in all. Right. Mm. I wonder
2: where the goat ate the door. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah. The poles.
1: Um, I think we should do this.
3: To me, being woke means being outraged all the time.
1: I also think about what
3: words actually mean. I think to be woke means reaching out and speaking to people along the way and bringing them on. And to increase the amount of
0: wokeness
1: in your community. Here you go, Rob. Mm. Bakery threatened with legal action over discriminatory cheese sandwich name. Right, Discriminatory, remember that word.
2: I'm hearing it.
1: The Bridge Bakehouse was asked to make a public apology and donate to a village church after a customer took offence when the bakery named a sandwich Jesus Christ. The bakery has been blasted for naming a sandwich Jesus Christ with one angry customer threatening to take legal action over it. The Bridge Bakehouse learned it may have caused offence after receiving a letter claiming there was clearly a case to answer for discrimination against Christians, who are now a minority group, apparently, the Christians. Uh. While the letter falsely claimed to come from the religious advocacy group Christian Concern, it appears the pun has left someone seething. The letter read, although our clients would prefer to settle this matter outside of court, there is clearly a case to answer here. Our clients do not wish to take this further, but feel they would need to in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, if action is not taken. The anonymous writer also demanded the Derbyshire-based bakery make a public apology, remove the sandwich from the menu and make a £300 donation to a local church. While nobody has admitted to sending the letter, it has been confirmed it did not come from the local church or Christian Concern. The Bridge Bakehouse believes the letter is from a disgruntled member of the local community. (laughs) And whoever it is that is upset has gone further with someone vandalising the bakery's menu. Taking to Facebook after their menu was defaced, the Bridge Bakehouse wrote to whoever has tried to cover up the Jesus Christ sandwich on our outdoor menu board with white paint. Can you please not? We really can't be bothered contacting the council to check CCTV. And if it wasn't done in the dead of night by someone dressed like the Mask of Zorro, we are going to be highly disappointed. While the culprit struck for the first time recently, the baker is offered the sandwich since as far back as last September. Served cold, it contains caramelised onion, chutney, mature cheddar and mozzarella cheese and costs four quid.
2: So you said, listen, kept the keyword discrimination.
1: Against Christians. So
2: explain the discrimination.
1: Um, I can't. That's exactly right. I think they're concerned about the defamatory na- nature of the Jesus Christ name.
2: I argue there's, there'd be no fame at all if you didn't make a song and dance about it. it, it that no one's out there going, oh, I saw the sandwich. It's, it's, it's really inspired me to now be anti-Jesus. Because mm. of this sandwich in a bakery, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out in a grand manifesto and put it all over the country <laughs> and get other people inspired by this cheese mozzarella sandwich. Yeah, and um, it's gonna further decimate the name of Jesus Christ. If anything, it would do the opposite. Mm. Um, th- what's interesting though, Beef, is that I mean, this is in woke news, which generally is about uh, a s- progressive social thing. This is really the maintenance of of conservative Christian ideas. I would suggest regressive. Um, re- re- yeah, I think. I think that's probably the word. Yeah. So uh I, I'm I'm a bit baffled as to You don't have th-
1: to be baffled, Rob, th- because this, this
2: this is someone who has a personal vendetta against the bakery yeah. and has tried to find a way <laughs> yeah. to uh put it out there and, and have a go. So they're they're gonna get a counter case. So the the bakery is Johnny Depp and this person's Amber Heard.
1: Oh, I like it. Mm. Like it. Uh you just mentioned earlier yesterday was July the fourth.
2: Can I make a prediction? Yeah. This is going to be about the hot dog eating contest.
1: Yes. Yes. He's not quite Phil Taylor, but Joey Chestnut has jumped his way to the top of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest again yesterday, winning a record-setting a 15th victory at the annual Independence Day competition. But there was excitement, Rob. Not only did Joey wolf down 63 hot dogs mm. with buns in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. He was attacked by a protester at mm-hmm. the same time, mm-hmm. and whilst eating a hot dog, he basically took him in a massive naked chokehold and threw him to the ground, whilst eating the hot dog at the same time. A massive naked chokehold? Yeah, that's an MMA move. He got ah, it okay. with the big, you know, big yep, arms. Yep. So, although the 63 hot dogs is a far cry from the record 76 he devoured last year, mm. that number still eviscerated that of Chestnut's closest competitor. Jeffrey Espar by 20 dogs. Jeepers. And I believe an Aussie came third. Oh, that's good. Who did 40 or 41, I believe. So uh, good effort from an Australian.
2: help Put Australia on the map.
1: Definitely put Australia on the map. Yeah. Uh, Chestnut's dominant performance came despite a brief interruption by an animal rights protester who rushed him at one point as he was gobbling down dogs. The bizarre disturbance only lasted a few seconds before the eating champ grabbed and body-slammed the man out of the way. A few tweets here. KFC Barstool says Joey Chestnut winning the hot dog contest for the 16th season on crutches and a boot whilst choking out a protester is the most American thing I've ever seen. Mike Stevens tweeted... Joey Chestnut chokeslamming a dude mid competition and barely breaking stride is legitimately one of the most impressive athletic feats in human mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Roger Sherman says Joey Chestnut is the only American institution which has not failed us. The GOAT had shocked the Competitive Eating World Friday when he showed up to his official weigh-in on crutches. A tendon injury required him to compete Monday in a medical boot. Uh, His dominant victory marked the first time since 2019. The competition was held at its usual location, the original Nathan's at Surf Avenue in Coney Island. Last year's match was a limited-entry ticketed event at nearby Mayor Manidi's Baseball Stadium, home of the Brooklyn Cyclones. Mm. He's ranked number one in the world for competitive eating. He's won all but one of the Nathan's contests since 2006. Uh, Mickey Sudo won the women's hot dog contest. Uh, longtime fans expressed relief and excitement to be back at a flagship location for this year's competition. It's been a tradition in my family to come here every 4th of July. So here we are," oh said Daphne, 26 of Brownsville. Great Na- comment, Daphne. Neighborhood oh, yeah, resident. Really thought about that one. Neighborhood resident Joe Manny had not expected the re- the event to return as normal. "I would always come to Coney Island every 4th of July for this competition. So being back in person as we emerge from the pandemic feels great." Because I didn't think the world would get back to normal. Also Just an think,
2: inspiring. I con- didn't yeah. think it would get back <laughs> to normal, Rob. Read- now, has anyone ever died from overeating at, at, any, at any of these contests? Oh,
1: we've reported on a, quite a few. A chilli one. A chilli one. One died? guy choked on donuts, didn't he? Did I think he? we did once. I think another one died in a burrito eating contest. and right. I think somebody died in a pizza one. Disaster. I think we have reported in the past.
2: And um, was there any reports on what this person was protesting against? Was it was it to do with a was it like a anti-America sort of thing? Like this, or was it to do with animal the, rights?
1: You th- said, Rob, think about the animal homeless, rights. Animal
2: rights. That's the next one one's going to go Cause,
1: for because uh, there's loads of animal in hot dogs. Yeah,
2: well, that's that's definitely uh, the confusing part isn't yeah. it. Yeah, it's just the floor scrapings, isn't it? Basically, it's just it's, ground as up. As I said on the other bone,
1: one of the shows in the past couple of weeks, is hot dogs are just full of holes. Earls, eye olds and arse olds.
2: Okay, god cool. that's great.
1: Anyway oh, the trio. The trio. Yeah. Full of owls, mate, full of owls. Hey, did you hear about Kevin?
2: No. He's in Australia too.
0: Spreading himself a
2: bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack League's beef up your snack life.
3: This is Gillian Cook, World Bobsleigh Champion, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport.
2: So we played the first song that came to his head, it just so happened to be, it was the worst song in the world, it was the worst song in the world.
3: Listen to the song and it's clear of
2: all, because the words don't fit, and the song is shit, you're a talentless kid.
3: You suck!
1: Oh, international rugby was back on the weekend, Rob. It was. Not that I really want to talk about it. I saw
2: the Ireland, New Zealand. Oh, no, yep. I didn't get to see it in the end. We tried to went, pause it and then come back and watch it after. Wow. Oh. And then it didn't work.
1: Okay, <laughs> right. Well, Australia beat England. England made by it just look. Just by a little bit, was yeah, it? Yeah, no, they were 17 points up with five minutes to go. England scored too late tries to make right. it respectable. Okay. But Wales. How'd you go? Nearly pulled it off against South Africa, lost right. with a penalty after the final.
2: Sorry. Oh no! So
1: thirty-two twenty-nine, and just threw it away, really. Yeah. But never mind, that's life. Um, so interesting. Go times. around again. Who
2: you got this weekend? Then? So we're in South Africa for okay. three tests. Okay. Oh, of course, you're all down the south, southern down the south. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused.
1: I think um all the uh, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, and Argentina won on the weekend. So mm, well disappointing for the North. Well, it's all at
2: home, you know. It uh, it seems to be you know, people just winning at home now.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's not often you say the touring sides, the, uh, the Northern Hemisphere flag was held high only by Wales. What? Not that we're back. Anyway, no. this is uh, Worst Song in the World. And because rugby's back, I decided we haven't really plumbed the depths of Australian rugby in terms of songs. No. So I did. I don't recall one. This is a band called Plexus. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. The guy's name is weirdly Peter Kruger. Okay. Which doesn't say an ominous for the Australians, although it is pretty much a heartfelt song in terms of being Australian. This is quite simply called We Are The Aussies. Oh. And you are going to hate
2: it. So it's a South African. And he's got a
1: South African name. I'm not saying he's just so got a he's South trying, African name. And he's name. trying,
2: and, and that's We Are the Aussies. That's the song. That's it.
1: I, mate, I'm going to play it. You're just going to, oh. you're going
2: to grind your teeth. I mean, if he's a South African, surely if an outsider, he could go, don't go down, put put a bit of smarts into it.
1: Well, I think he's tried. Oh.
3: <laughs> Take <laughs> your oh, off no. your foot. S- Slap your thumb on your ass! Slap your bomb on your ass! Scull your beer, scull your beer, more, more! Scull your beer, scull your beer, more, more! more. We got the cup, you won't get it, get it! It will stay here in Australia! You come up! You come up! You come, along, won't sing Matilda with me Aussie, Aussie We'll sing it even louder. We are the Aussies, and no one can be
0: prouder. And if you cannot hear us, we'll sing it even louder. White and gold, proud and bold, take on all the world. They're smart and tough. They'll win the rust, They'll win the Ellis Cup. We are the Aussies. If you cannot hear us, we'll
3: sing it even louder. We yeah. are the Aussies, and no one can be prouder. And if you cannot hear us,
0: we'll sing it even louder. We
3: are the Aussies, and no one can be prouder. And if you cannot hear us, we'll sing it even louder. We are the Aussies, and no one can be prouder,
1: and if you cannot hear us... That we are the Aussies goes on and on and on. Didn't catch on, beef. That one didn't quite catch on, did it? I'm actually speechless.
2: Really? At, at how bad that? I, I mean, that. Oh, I, I hate him. I, I hate his soul. He's a bad human for putting that into the universe.
1: <laughs> it's from 2011. I can tell you that.
2: That, that is an absolute disgrace. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've said it all. I've said it all before when it's that bad beef, and, and but I can't say it again like that many times. Yeah? No one can be no, no one can be proud of. No one's going to be proud of that. No. Rubbish. That is a big steaming pile of horse shit is what that is beef. Steaming.
1: Just think how happy Unrelenting. I was when I found it though.
2: Jesus. Christ. I was happy. I mean I mean it that is bad. That is a thong, thong slapping hacker sort oh. of
1: parallel. When I heard that oh, bit at the start about Oh my.
2: God, take your
1: thong off, slap that. your thigh. I Thought oh and I thought it would have been that kind of all the way through with a bit more kind of uh, satire. Let's use the word satire, Rob. Um, no, and it just got worse. Uh,
2: th- I mean, that. I think that's the worst song ever. Okay. It, it's in it's in there. I mean, I, I can't bring myself to listen to Lewis Hamilton or, or Serena Williams again because <laughs> it, it gets he's so angry. Yeah. But th- that, that angers me. Okay. There's nothing worse. Oh, I just... I mean, when a moron is trying to be clever, it's yeah. like that commentator at the Murchison... Yeah, th- yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
1: Not many other people will, but I do know. All right, this is going to cheer you up, Rob. Man faces felony charge over dead rooster. Right. A Jacksonville man has been accused of murdering his neighbor's rooster. A feud between the two... Did end- he want some dinner? No. A feud between the two has ended in a 30-hour jail stay and a lot of fighting. Do you want to hear the interviews? Yeah. Get ready. All right. Set your chops to laugh. Okay.
0: I go to my mailbox one morning. I don't see nothing. I just check my mail. And I turn around and go, I hear. And I turn around and there's the chicken out there in the street. I said, oh boy, here we go. Turn around, and walk back to my place. Now the chicken's in my yard. Now his neck flares up and he's doing his thing and he's trying to jump up at me. Well, I'm not eighty years old. So I move a little bit quicker than my dad. Which he come and kinda ambushed my dad, assaulted, whatever you want to call it. So I pick up a stick in the yard and, and I try to hit it, but the chicken's jumping up at me and I accidentally knocked it in the head. You know, call it a lucky shot, whatever. The chicken rolled around on the ground right there in my yard up here, and then it and then it just laid down the ditch. I, I didn't want to give. I didn't know to give it a twenty-one gun salute, CPR, mouth to mouth, you know, or call the chicken ambulance. So, th- so I just left it laying there beside the road. The kids told him that I killed his chicken. He grabbed the chicken, was yelling and screaming in my yard, and uh, I just told him leave. But I did tell him after the chicken hit my dad. I said, Hey, man, the chicken attacked my dad. Oh, what's it oh, do? It's just a chicken. What's he gonna do? You know? Okay. Well, look. So it kept terrorizing and and being aggressive. So I f- I figure I, I, this is my property. I got a right to live, life, property, and limb, just like you do. If a man comes attack you and you know kung fu, you're gonna hi ya him, right? Okay, simple as that. So I'm defending myself. You know, I was feared for my safety, and the chicken you know, uh, de- died. When Dave Felice came home, all he saw was his rooster dead in a ditch.
2: I said I'm calling JSO, I called JSO, JSO didn't do nothing, and then a couple days later I, I realized I could call
0: animal control. James Nix went to jail for animal cruelty. Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. While the neighbors continue the fight, Nix says he never should have been arrested. Chickens are dying every day, people at churches, Popeyes and Kentucky Fried Chicken, really.
2: <laughs> Chickens are dying every day, people. I was gonna, is that the guy you base your uh, accent I think on? It it's is. pretty close.
1: It is pretty close. <laughs> I am now that man from Jacksonville. <laughs> hey, the chickens are dying so, every day, so, people. Hang on, did they say he served time? Yeah, that's ridiculous for animal cruelty. After a chicken attacked him and he killed the chicken, it was a rooster. I mean,
2: that that can't. How that ruling come about?
1: Because he called the chicken police. <laughs> Animal cruelty, man. How much time did he get? Well, it says he was in there for 30 hours. (laughs) Okay. So not too bad, but he still went to jail. I
2: still feel for him.
1: Me too. Is
2: Is that a criminal conviction now? Quite probably. Imagine that in your record. What?
1: You can go. You can kill people with guns. You can get an abortion, or you can kill a chicken. You're all going to jail.
2: You can't get an abortion now.
1: Well, you, if depending you did, on your state, I was going to say if you do get an abortion, you're going to jail. So I'm saying.
2: Oh, I see. I get you. Thanks, man. Um. Well, that was the interesting, beef.
1: It was brilliant. Loved it. <laughs> Loved that. The
2: chicken police. The
1: chicken police. He called the chicken police on me! Well,
2: yeah, hopefully they found another chicken, all right. There's a few of them around.
1: There's a couple everywhere, you know. I love the way, because in Northern Florida California and Atlanta or Georgia, Mm. churches, when he said, chickens have been killed all the time in churches, that's church's chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Straight away, I went towards an actual church. Yes. But then I remember church's chicken. chicken, So Popeyes and uh, Mm -hmm. Kentucky Fried Chicken.
0: Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass, no grass? Would you eat me
1: to survive?
3: Oh, bro. Who'd eat a cow?
1: Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're
3: listening to 365 Days of Sport.
1: Oh, Rob. Yeah. Back for the quiz.
2: I love a quiz, beef. Do you? Yeah. You've been
1: sweating up on the no, uh, quiz front? Up. of course not. Okay. No, not at all. It is a quiz, people. Paul Tooby's ranked in the uh, top 20 of the World Quiz League Oceania region. Really? And, uh, got knocked off 2-1 after over three weeks. So. You beat him 2-1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good yeah. stuff. Like he it. He played to my strength, so he really did.
2: Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. But we had
1: it was good quizzing. Good quizzing yeah. over the past three weeks. So yeah. we're going to bring it down a notch or four now with me and you. Yeah, good. I'm going to start out It's a quiz, people. We ask each other sports trivia questions. Each question has a potential of giving you five points. Mm. Could be more answers, but you can only get a maximum of five. So, <clears throat> there is a total of 15 points available. The winner of the quiz is the one with the most right answers. I'm going to start Rob off with question one. Tennis, seeing as Wimbledon's on right now. yeah, And you've been literally there. Name any five... I have watched any of it. ...of the fastest serves ever recorded in Tennis. I'm giving you the and top of, 20 of the, of the players of who all hit time. So it's all men, obviously. It, it is all men.
2: Fastest serves
1: ever. Ever. And there's 20 players here you can name. Goran Ivanisevic. Goran Ivanisovic is not in the top 20. That surprised me, actually. Mark Filipousis. The Big Poo. The Big Poo's not in the top 20. Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras. Pistol Pete. He's not in the top 20 either. Roger Federer. He's not a big server, Rob. Uh, Come but he on, has, man. I
2: thought i heard he had a massive record somewhere.
1: Nah, not in the top 20 um, of all time. Okay,
2: Andy Roddick. I'm pretty sure
1: Andy Roddick is... Yes, he's number one. Eight, one. All right, number one, Sam Groth, Australian never mate. Never heard of him. Then you've got Albano Olivetti. Never heard of him. John Isner. Never just heard broke of him. the world record for aces of <clears> all time. <throat> Alexandro Davidovich Fokina. Never heard never of him. Never heard of him. Ivo Karlovich. Jersey Janovic, Milos Ryanovic, Rayanov, Andy Roddick, Chris Cucioni, another Australian, Joachim Johansson, Ryan Harrison, Feliciano Lopez, Marius Coppel, Hubert Herkaz, Oscar Otte, Taylor Dent, Ernest Gulbis, Juan Martin Del Potro, and Greg Ruzetsky is the top 20. Yeah,
2: I I'm, did well get one by the sound of that okay. list. Did well get one. Alright. I, I only person I might have thought of is actually I could have chucked in Kirios was the next person I probably would have gone for. Kirios. You know. It's
1: in the quarterfinals.
2: Right, not a good start. Which cricket grounds have held the most test matches? Top five.
1: Lords. Yep. I'm then gonna say the Oval. Yep. MCG. Yep. Sydney cricket ground. Yep. Would it be Edge Baston?
2: Is that Old Trafford?
1: No, no, that's Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Whoa
2: thought that. Okay. Well, four is pretty good. Four they, they good. were the top four. So there's a fifth one. So Old Trafford's fifth. And then I've got sixth and seventh. Adelaide Ovals equal with Headingley. Okay. Yeah, both well, of like the 80. Heddenley's
1: done more than person That's interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah, I didn't check the next one. It's probably next.
1: Okay. Johnny Bairstow today has just scored his sixth century in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Right? Only... Five cricketers have scored more than six Test centuries in a calendar year. Bradman, no. He's only what only, is that? He's only, I know he only did six, but he did it like three or four times. Steve Smith, no.
2: Kane Williamson, no. Wally Hammond,
1: the go-to guy, no. Is that, is that five? And that's four. Six centuries, seven or more.
2: Ah, uh, Joe Root,
1: no. He's done six a couple of times. None. Muhammad Youssef did nine, that's the record. Ricky Ponting did seven in 2006. Viv, seven in 76. Aravinda De Silva, seven in 97. And then Sachin Tendulkar, seven in 2010. None of my guesses were poor ones. No, they were pretty good. They were really good.
2: Right. I'm on one now, Beef. Yeah. Name any five of the nine stadiums that will be used for the 2023 Rugby World Cup. Okay, in
1: France. Great question. Thanks. How many stadiums are there? Nine. Nine. I'm assuming. Do I have to name the stadiums? Can I say Toulouse? Because um, I don't. I wouldn't know the names. Toulouse has got to be there. See, you a, see,
2: that's a, sort of a tricky question because.
1: Okay. Well, okay. One is th- th- going to be. The
2: thing is that the names aren't too much different from the from the towns. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say by s- and large, there's only one which much, okay. doesn't.
1: Well, Toulouse is going to be one. Yep. Stade de France.
2: Yeah, Is the, well, f- is the yeah. final.
1: That's in Paris, Rob.
2: Where is that one? That's on the list. There I'm it.
1: assuming they're it gonna says Saint Saint Denis, Stade Saint Denis.
2: Saint Denis, is that the suburb?
1: Uh probably is for Stade de France, yeah. But oh, Stade de France holds eighty odd thousand yeah. people. I mean, that's yeah. the final. Yeah. I'm going to say Lyon is probably there because that was a new one for the world. For well, okay, now it's a bit.
2: You have oh. to name the stadium for that one.
1: Oh, I've been there. Can't tell you what the name of the stadium is. Yeah, that's the only one that's not. Oh, here. really? Yeah, oh, it's because it's got a fancy thing. Um, so I don't really know. I am then going to say. I'm going
2: to be you hard because you're already miles yeah. in front. No, I
1: know. No, I understand that. We're oh Nantes N A N T E S. What's the name of the stadium? Oh. <laughs> Stade de Nantes. No, no,
2: that one's a different one.
1: Okay, and what's another Saint Etienne?
2: What's the name of the stadium?
1: <laughs> Stade de Saint Etienne. No, no, I don't know then.
2: So you're done. Which one was I one said one?
1: Bordeaux and Stade de France.
2: Stade de France is fine. Yep. What's the Bordeaux one? Stade de Bordeaux. Yes. <laughs> And you already said Toulouse. Well, I'm not giving you that because it's Stadium de de Toulouse. Oh, is it? Stadium de Toulouse, right. Okay. (laughs) So the other ones are uh, Stade Pierre Mouroy in Lille.
1: Oh, in Lille, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, So it's OL Stadium, Lyon. Oh, Olympic Lyonnais, yeah. 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 Uh, Stade Valédrome, Marseille. Marseille.
1: Oh, it's a cycle track.
2: Uh, Nantes what is it called? Nantes. Sorry, uh, Stade de la Bourjois Oh, Don't know,
1: be, be, sorry, be bourgeois.
2: No, Bo. Sorry, Bo. Bourgeois. Bourgeois. Yeah, bourgeois. Never heard of it. Nice. nice? Oh, I didn't say niece, so St- I was Stade nice. Stade de Nice. Stade de Nice. Oh,
1: <laughs> it was on a
2: plate. Drop. It was on a plate. And Saint Etienne. Saint Etienne. Stade yeah, that's the one I said. Uh, Stade. Jeffrey Guichard
1: Oh that's Jeffrey Jard No, Never him
2: <laughs> Well you got Two Two Not that bad That might be enough
1: That might be enough oh, You should get five here though Should get
2: five. No, Oh don't you All right. No no
1: no it's In your wheelhouse here Name Five out of the top seven All Blacks Top point scorers In a single game
2: Okay Simon Colhane
1: He's number one How many was it You should know that
2: uh, 45.
1: Yes, he was 45.
2: Um, surely. you got to chuck in Andrew Murdens. Yes, he is joint third. You probably got to chuck in Daniel Carter. Joint third. I'm going to throw in Carlos Spencer.
1: Joint third. Just one more to get. And he features twice. I didn't realise
2: that until I wrote this out. Um how many tries did Mark Ellis score that game? He got six tries in a game. which is on thirty. That's pretty bloody high. And then there's gonna be Grant Fox floating around somewhere. So right, Grant Fox never scored tries and he only had two point three points. Thirty, is that gonna six tries? No, that doesn't happen often. Yeah, let's let's go, Mark Ellis. No, he's
1: not there. Oh, he's not there. Grant Fox? Is he? No, he's not, he's not there, not either. there either. Okay. Uh, then I'll maybe go something like Aaron Cruden. No, even more obscure than that. Um, and this guy features twice. He played against Italy and Tonga.
2: Oh, I know. I know. What's his name? The second 5-8. Um, no, he played first off and second five. Played for Auckland. Starts with an owl, I think is the
1: name. Oh, I don't know about that. He's got blonde curly hair, though.
2: Oh, it's, it's to- Tony. Tony, what's his name? <laughs> Tony, he had a, just a meathead name.
1: Tony Brown. Yeah, Tony Brown, that's yeah. it. I was gonna... <laughs> Tony Brown did it twice. And the other guy is Nick Evans. Got 33 Evans. points. One try, 14 oh, conversions.
2: Oh, he's right there, Mark Ellis. Yeah, just 30 points. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. So I'm tied? No, I'm still... I've lost.
1: You got four. You got four
2: and two, so you're on six. I'm on five. Yeah. So All right. Well, you'll probably get five here. quirk
1: to that top seven is they were all fly halves. Yeah. All of them.
2: Okay, top five. Australian uh, Test match catchers That are not
1: Wicketkeepers Well clearly Mark Warby in there Yep Mark Taylor Yep Ricky Ponting Yep Who was um, He was a coach Greg Chappell
2: No I would have said him though
1: I know the guy oh, I'm just going to Put it out there then um, mm-hmm. Matthew Hayden No no.
2: He didn't field in slips a lot, Matthew Hayden. No, nah,
1: uh, yeah, I think he was a go-to. G- or Got gully. Off, off sp- gully and the and spinners. S- and
2: spinners, he used to go in close to the knee a lot.
1: He was at slip for the spinners a lot of the time. Okay. Uh, um, I know the guy. So,
2: all well, those first three you said, yeah. Poning, War Taylor, there in that order, first to or third. Uh, in fifth position is uh, Steve Smith.
1: Played a lot of tests.
2: And uh, number know. four.
1: He's a coach. He, um... Can't name, think of the name of the guy. Oh, I surprised He's on a saw the, this. Is it Warnie? No. He played 150 t- Um no. Is it from the 70s? Partly. I can't remember the name of the guy. I think he coached Australia in the end. No. no? Okay. Go on. I don't know.
2: Where would we be without him?
1: Ah. Oh, well, I did spend a lot of time in the slips.
2: Did he? I, yeah. I thought he was more like point and. I, well, I think I,
1: he was. I think you we more remember him as a captain. Yeah. Like later in the 80s, but I yeah, yeah, spent yeah. a lot of time in the slips. In slip, so for those who
2: don't know, that's Alan Border, yeah. <laughs> it but,
1: says, but where, would we, where be? would we be without AB? Without AB,
2: yeah. So you got three there, so you got nine in the end, yeah. Not nine bad. to nine to five,
1: five, yeah. I, yours were a bit tough because you don't follow tennis, but seeing as Wimbledon was on, you were there. I thought, buggery, I, I, I,
2: was, I was in the vicinity, I, I was to watch it on TV, even though it was a kilometer from the house,
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got? Oh, it's not a lot of time left, but we're going to finish on. Uh, oh, I should do. Where would we be <laughs>
2: without a B? Have you missed that?
1: Did you have it on your Is walk? Did you have it on your iPod as you went uh, went across the the oceans?
2: Well, how, I mean, you gone from Walkman and you corrected it and said iPod. Who has either of one of those things anymore?
1: I've got an iPod. Uh, iPod. I don't I haven't used it for a long time, but there you go. Um, Olympic short track speed skating champions awarded free supplies of chicken for life
2: free chicken for life yeah for we being t- an ice skater we,
1: c- we t- uh, speed skater actually yeah. Ooh, they are ice skaters yeah uh Yun Hong gwen head of the south korean delegation to the beijing winter olympics and also president of the korean skating union made a grand promise to athletes during the competition win a gold and you will get free fried chicken for life Yoon isn't your average sports administrator, though. He's also the chairman of the Genesis Barbecue Chain, which runs one of South Korea's biggest fried chicken franchises. If the man says he will give you free chicken, then he's definitely in a position to do just that. And with fried chicken being so popular in South Korea, many of its athletes claiming to be fans of the poultry dish, there couldn't have been a more enticing carrot. Yoon delivered! And Genesis Barbecue and the KSC, KSU organize an award ceremony for short track speed skaters Choi Ming-Yong and Huang De huan South Korea's only two gold medalists in Beijing, to celebrate their achievements and to present them with what the company dubbed a chicken pension. <coughs> Well, Gen- I mean, uh, keep going. keep going, Oh, Genesis Barbecue said the two athletes will receive barbecue membership points until they turn sixty. Choi's twenty-three, Huang's twenty-two. Three days after the opening ceremony, Huang had been involved in a bit of an officiating controversy during the thousand-meter semifinals, where he was penalized for what he and the South Korean officials believe was a phantom call on a legal late passing. Next day, Yoon asked Huang what he, as the head of the athletic delegation, could do to cheer up the short track team. Huang told Yoon that if Barbecue Boss would offer him free chicken for the rest of his life, that would push into a gold medal. Yoon agreed to do so on the spot, and two days later, Huang captured the 1,500-meter gold medal and said in his post-race interview that he'd been promised free chicken. That would make me quite happy. Free chicken for life? Yeah. He just nipped to the K- well, uh, Genesis, not KFC, the Genesis. Because yeah. well, uh, then
2: then all you've got to cover up is if you've got somewhere to live for the rest of your life. That's it. Then you got you've got the basics covered. You can always eat chicken.
1: Always. You're never gonna you're never gonna be a homeless. Never. Uh, Choi won the first of her two civil medals two, medals two days later and she asked Yoon if she could also get free chicken Yoon said he would consider it because she was a female Choi then made Yoon's decision even easier by grabbing gold in the 1500 a day later I was prepared to do whatever it took to lift the spirits of her athletes <laughs> Yoon said I am glad it worked out well for everyone Choi said she has been an object of envy for her family and friends for getting free chicken mm-hmm. I am always happy when I share delicious food with people I love I am looking forward to sharing chicken with my family and teammates Genesis barbecue then confirmed that the other Beijing medalists would also receive free chicken but not as long as the two gold medalists all of South Korea's nine medals in Beijing came from short track speed skating and speed skating so well, this
2: is uh
1: that's the incentive now for yeah. uh, the, the South Korean that's teams. Winter Olympic teams just to get chicken for life.
2: You wonder where that is on the on the chain of accolades as they're approaching the finish line about yeah. to win. How far in the order do you think it is? You're like there's gold the prestige of the gold medal. Yeah. Do you reckon it's second and chicken is second? And or reckon it's, or are they thinking like some sort of multi million dollar sponsorship or nah, chicken. You reckon that's Oh a, chicken. It, it's uh it's good stuff. It's making me hungry, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to McDonald's after this.
1: Oh, McChicken?
2: No, not a McChick- <laughs> McChicken's rank. Do they still have McChicken? I don't know. Cause I, haven't- I I wouldn't be surprised if it's gone now because people just won't eat the fake fake chicken. Perhaps maybe. that 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 stuff where they just throw like little baby chicks into like a grinder with the fur on, and then it just comes out, and that's what's in the nuggets. You know, are you sure about that, Rob? I've seen. Is that official? Seen, well, it's hard to say it's official. I, I'm I'm basing that on when I was wandering through Bourke Street Mall one time, <laughs> and there's guys sitting there in a in a sort of. Quad formation with iPads with videos or they've got they're wearing like screen masks or oh no no they're wearing the Viva vendetta sort of thing okay sort of mask right and they're in, and they're all covered so they're anonymous but they're showing these iPads with all of these horrendous things happening at the meatworks yeah and as if it's just you know it's supposed to be an awakening moment and um, mm-hmm. I watched her a bit and said oh Oh. Is, that, is that how it's done? Oh. Is that how it's done? Yeah.
1: And as you walk straight into KFC, <laughs> I'll have two. I don't know. It didn't I, resonate in the I end I haven't had for McDonald's for a long, long time. So okay. I'm assuming they still do a chicken deal. I think the fillet oh, they, of fish. They
2: do do chicken. I know they do. Oh. But they have got a proper chicken breast sort of filet oh, thing okay. now, which was supposed to be their fancy one. But I right. would, I haven't. maybe they have still got the McChicken. I don't know. Don't know. They've definitely got the nuggets. Because the
1: fillet of fish made a big comeback.
2: Really? Yeah. That's the worst burger on the menu. I think so. Without doubt. All those pickle things. I,
1: they'll be into... No, there's no pickle things in the, yeah, and the fish. Yeah, in the
2: tartare sauce, yeah.
1: Oh, in the tartare sauce. You yeah. can't hold that against the fillet oh, of fish. No time for it. <laughs> if you're at McDonald's, you're not there for the fish, are you? Let's face it. No. No.
2: Again, I, I'm not sure where that comes from, that stuff.
1: Because in the early days of vegetarianism, Rob, hmm. people were eating fish. They were yeah. pescatarians. Pescatarians, Yeah. yeah. So they they took the bean burger off the menu, the McBean or whatever it was called. Did that was that a thing for a time, was yeah, it? Yeah, when they were bringing in fake meat, there was they did a bean burger. How long was this? Oh. A long time ago.
2: Really? They tried it back then. They
1: tried fake soy stuff back yeah, yeah, then. Yeah, but It was called the I'm sure it, it was called a long the McBean. Way. I, okay. Unless I've been having really weird dreams, Rob. Yeah. There was definitely a, a McBean. McBean. I'm sure it was the McBean burger.
2: Yeah. They had a Kiwi burger in New Zealand.
1: Was it green? No, it wasn't
2: green. No, not an actual Kiwi bird. <laughs> it was like no. the Aussie burger here. It just had everything in it. No.
1: Ki- had kiwi like an egg fruit. in it. not Kiwi birds. You can't eat them culturally inappropriate, right? Oh well,
2: no, we don't have a kiwi fruit in the burger.
1: Right. Are the kiwi fruit. How would that ever be good? A kiwi fruit's actually native to New Zealand. I don't even really know.
2: No, I don't think so.
1: Oh, weird. Um, how but did they I don't get know for name? sure.
2: You know what? I should know this. You should. I've been to kiwi fruit country outside of uh, Tauranga, and right. uh, there's a giant kiwi fruit. You Is can walk it? up it, and cool. they have uh, these floating taps that hover over a uh, fountain, uh, over the lake. But oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I figured out how they did it. If do you're that. ever
1: in New Zealand, people, Go get to,
2: to Kiwi
1: Fruit Country.
2: There's a giant kiwi there. Just
1: near Tauranga. Yeah. Awesome. We've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best <sighs> beef jerky on the planet, for whatever you're doing over the next coming weeks. Loads of international rugby going on. You need to accompany international rugby with Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Mm-hmm. You really do. It's an essential. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. It's an essential. Hmm. It's also the food of astronauts. Exactly. Australia's got a new space program. Yep. They are logging in to Jack Links now, putting in pre orders. Is that I don't is that I didn't know that. I think it was unmanned. That was, was the big in, news? Yeah, up in Darwin they launched a rocket for NASA.
2: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, about two weeks ago. I, I don't know
2: we could do that here. Yeah. We've we got a not? lot of
1: wasteland up in the Northern. Territory. Oh, yeah, there's a lot
2: of wasteland. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, Jack Link's Beef Jerky is best beef jerky on the planet. Get to your local supermarket because it is probably on special. Get down there. Get down there. All right, Rob, how's the comeback been? Back uh, into the I'm, swing of I'm still a bit uh, a bit dazed, if I'm honest. Okay.
2: Um, so I need a week or so, but well, I'll be right. I'm supposed to be playing golf at seven. I'm not sure I'm going to make that.
1: That's not too far away. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been a good comeback. I can put I you back, no in the, back in the uh, yeah, yeah. you know upper echelon of the podcasting world. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Top of the heat.
1: This has been episode 255 of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet, 365 days of sport.
2: See you next week.